0: What's going on, my friends? It's your boy Dave Sharp. Happy Monday. Happy, what day is it? September 25th, my friends, 2023. Wow. We are coming upon the end of Q3 here of 2023, my friends. You have an opportunity to make this fourth quarter, right? Let's think Tom Brady fourth quarter, right? Gotta, gotta show a little Tom Brady love because. He came down to Tampa and brought us a championship before he retired. But, you know, you give the ball to Tom Brady in the fourth quarter, and my boy gets it done, right? Now, you have an opportunity to take the ball as well here in the fourth quarter of 2023 and get her done as well. So today's episode is going to get you in that mode, give you the mindset, and we're going to delve into a tip or two that Nicole has used to um, grow, launch, and then now grow her successful online business. And she started at the very same place that you started. And oh, by the way, before we get started, all of our guests here, our clients, students here at Legendary Marketer, I don't talk to them or prep them in any way before the show. I haven't talked to Nicole ever before. Um, She was just a student that we reached out to to invite onto the show because we try to track our client success as best as we can. And um, so you'll be speaking or listening to her talk to me for the first time as I'll be hearing her for the first time as well. And all of these stories that you hear are as authentic as they sound. We've got over 110 episodes now, which are all testimonials to the potential and possibility that anybody has if they come in and study and then get to work and with that being said nicole welcome to the show
1: thank you good to be you're here welcome.
0: hey you're welcome and glad to have you here uh, i i hear that you're a or i read that you're a avid um listener of the show is that correct
1: i am So what i do on my commute i have like a 50-minute commute i listen on the way there and on the way back
0: Oh, that's so nice. That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. And hopefully it's been helpful to you.
1: It has. It has. It keeps me like, especially on days where I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm not making much progress today just to listen to other people's stories. It really just puts me right back in like the mindset of where I need to be to keep going.
0: And what is it like for you to now be here?
1: It's kind of wild because (laughs) I really do listen to it often. And when I got the email, I was like sitting next to my husband, and I was like, "Oh my God! Like they want me to be on the show." And it's like you know, you feel like you know everyone has their own success, but to have you or like the program that I went through reach out and be like, "Hey, can you come talk about your experience?" is pretty wild.
0: Nice. Well, hey, you deserve it, and we're looking forward to just hearing your experience and you know how what you're up to and how you're getting it done. So tell us, you know, how you found us. What were you looking for? Do you feel like you found it? All the things.
1: Yeah, I um I went back to work after being home with my kids for three years and I just like we had moved and my kids were kind of going through a tough, like just a tough time with all the adjustments and things like that. So that was hard and it just felt heavy going to work all the time. So I just kind of started looking for something to maybe make it so maybe I didn't have to work as many hours or maybe I didn't have to do any of the extra things that I was doing and could really spend my time home with them presently. Um, so I came across people on Instagram probably in January and just like watched and watched and watched and you know, you get to like, I'm like, no way, like, there's no way. Um, because I have had like some online businesses before. And um, so uh, like, you know, every once in a while, I was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I was like, no, I can't post on, I'm not posting on Instagram. I hardly post pictures of my own kids. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. And um. There was, a, there was a brief period in time where we had just moved into our new house and my kids were just, like, not adjusting to me and my husband leaving the house early in the morning. And I was like, I'm just doing it. I don't care. I'm just going to do it. And I was like, who cares? And so, I you know, when I started my Instagram, I blocked every single person I knew, like every single person because I was just like, I am mortified of this whole thing. and um, And it's funny because, like, you know, slowly as you go along, you go through and I'm like, all right, these people can be unblocked. Okay, now these people can be unblocked, and then once you start like having your own success, I'm like, I don't even care. Say what you want about me, you know. And it's funny because so many people, like, now reach out and they're like, Hey, um, what are, what are you doing? Is that real? Like, what's going on there? Are you really, you know, making money online? Are you like, what are you doing? So it's it's been pretty cool. It's been a like a roller coaster, I guess, a full circle roller coaster. I think.
0: That is hilarious that you came, came right on the scene, hot blocking people that you oh, know. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I was like, I am not, I'm not doing this with people. I don't need people. I'm already so nervous. I don't need people like talking about me behind my back anyways,
0: which yeah, I well, good, you-
1: but it's funny because the same people that probably were talking about me are like, you know, screenshotting, like, Hey, look at this girl. Most of them I'm sure have messaged me at some point saying like, so what is it that you're doing?
0: And, and they ain't going to do anything with it anyways. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just, it's, it's, I always say this, it's easier to have a client become a friend than a friend become a client.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It just is.
1: I know. I don't know why.
0: I'm not here to, I'm not the one who makes the rules. I'm just communicating what they are.
1: And it's funny because they're more skeptical of you than a random person just messaging you like, hey, like, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in your shoes. Can you explain a little more?
0: I know. Uh, I cannot describe that phenomenon. I don't even care to anymore. It just is what it is. And... Just for all of you who are wondering, you know, how am I going to um, deal with my own limiting beliefs while dealing with other people's, you know, criticisms? I think that's a great idea. It's a great, it's a great tip, you know, just block and tackle, you know, cut them off before they even can have a chance. And I think that also prepares you to not go into explaining mode. Like the last thing that's going to be good for your heart and your head is to if you do start this or anything else, to then make it up on the top of your priority list to go around to people yeah. and you know try to explain yourself.
1: Yeah. And that is, that's anxiety for me. Like that is something that felt like it gave me anxiety. And I was just like, I already am anxious about going into online space. I don't need this extra piece. So for me, I had to kind of block out that noise in the beginning.
0: Yeah. So was it like really going, being at home from COVID and then going back to work that was also kind of the big realization for you that, hey, I really, I, I kind of like being home, not in the middle of a pandemic and when people are, you know, struggling and suffering, et cetera, et cetera. But did that give you a taste of being at home? And then when you went back, you were like, I can't do this.
1: Well, it's funny because I have like, our story is kind of crazy. When I had my second son, I decided when I had my first son, I went back right back to work because I wasn't tenured. They weren't going to give me like the time off that I needed. So I went right back to work. And when we had our second son, I was like, I'm not doing If we have another kid, I'm not just leaving him at six weeks to go back to work. That's crazy. So I stayed home for a year. And when I went back to work, it was March 1st, 2020. So I went back to work for literally two weeks. They closed again. And when they closed, I was able to stay home again with my kids. So I really only was back to work for two weeks in this period. And then when I got pregnant with my third son, they allowed me to teach virtually because I was high risk. So I wound up getting this and then I stayed home for a year with him. So I wound up basically getting three years, not intentionally. And I guess when I went back to work, my husband and I were both like we we both made the decision like, yeah, you're going to go back to work. Like we need the money, like all this stuff. And and I think like it took very little time for my husband even to be like, I, we didn't realize how big of an asset having you home was, whether it be like the kids emotional state or like me raising our kids the way we want them to be raised, whether it be like what they're eating or what they're watching or how much screen time they have, how much activity level they have. And then the other thing is the juggling of schedules. Like we didn't realize how many gaps in our schedule that we had that we were going to have to fill with other people. And just the inconsistency for my kids, it was just, it was really hard on all of us. So that's when, you know, it, it was just so crazy because then we we sold our house, we bought land, we started building a house. It was just so much inconsistency for the kids. And I was just like, I I'm, like, I have to do something. And I started looking for like anything I could do online and coming across videos of, you know, all the ways you can make money online. And I tried a bunch of them. And I had, you know, I I had a very successful Etsy shop for a while, too. But again, that's more time away from the kids. I would come home from work and have to work. So I was looking for just time, freedom, and just freedom to be with my kids. So that's kind of what led me to be like, I need to find something.
0: So when you, there was some questions and, um, you know, people were very interested, obviously, in um, the, uh, the whole idea of hold on a second, CC, don't let him go out there. Sam, stay in here. If he goes out there, you need to go with him. Got to got to keep an eye on these little stinkers.
1: No school today.
0: <laughs> I know. I know it's a professional day. Um, not a holiday, but a professional day uh, at our school anyways. Um, so, Did you start new social media accounts? Is that what you did? You started one. Yeah. Can you say more more about that? And also Heather said, what did you talk about on your first videos? Like everyone has a sob story. Do people really want to hear me complain about how much my life sucks? LOL. We see that you're laughing at yourself there, Heather, but people don't want to hear about how much your life sucks. You need to figure out how to turn your mess into a message. Nicole, can you talk a little bit about um, you you creating your social media accounts? Did you create them from scratch? And then what it was like when you started posting initially after going through education? And keep in mind, folks, Nicole, you did go through our education here and it appears that you invested in our blueprints. I mean, it's not like you just you know, clicked on a video and we're like, OK, time to get rich on the Internet. So yeah. g- give us a little bit more context around like the decisions around starting new, fresh social medias, if that's what you did and, and kind of how you went about posting those first videos and what, were, what, what they were about.
1: Um, so I've had social media channels before from my other businesses, but I was not consistent with them. It was almost like my last, like if I had time, I would do something with them. I just followed the information that I got in the blueprints, which suggested that you start brand new accounts, and I didn't want to do that because my older accounts has still has more followers than I do now on my um, my social media accounts for my affiliate digital marketing. Um, But I was like, you know, I'm just going to do what they would do with the people who have done this before tell me to do. Like I've invested into this education. I'm in the education world. Like I'm I'm going to just follow what they tell me to do. So that's what I did. And I think I opened my accounts and it took me like a week to like really post a video. And now when I look back on my videos, I'm just like, oh, my God, I look like it's almost like I could feel like my insides shaking as I'm like talking to the screen or whatever. Um. And I just did it like, you know, the recommendation was post three times a day. So I posted three times a day. I just I, I kind of looked around, I saw what other people were doing. And I think it took me it took me a couple of weeks to really, you know, get into the groove of making videos and things like that. And going back to that comment about like, do I just tell my sob story? It's like, No, you don't tell your sob story. But like, like, my sob story could be like, I want to be home with my kids. And so, like, my messaging has definitely evolved, but a lot of my messaging is just that, like, this is, I, I'm only going to have this time period once in my life, and I'm missing it. And and so many people are missing it, working jobs, and, and it's this unfair, you know, I'm sure everyone knows about this, but it's, like, it's unfair because you have to work. Like, you just have to. And so, you basically fell into this societal trap, and once you realize you're trapped, it's too late. And I'm and so I'm in the place where I'm just like, and I'm going to change it, you know, like I am on this path to change it. So I guess, no, it's not your sob story, but it's it's telling your truth and finding people who who connect with you and finding people who that's their truth, too. And maybe they're feeling the same way, but they don't want to complain about it or they don't feel like there's a way out. And so when people find you, like that's your people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Like, people don't really want to complain. They don't want to give themselves permission to be, like, like discontent or whatever. But the truth is, is that, like, when you're going to work and you're spending 8 to 10 hours away from your home and your family, when you're working for, I saw somebody post inside of our Facebook group, you know, we do those kind of, hey, I invested in myself post kind of declaring what your goals are um, when people enroll into the blueprints. And you can see those inside of our Facebook group. And I saw one yesterday where, I mean, they're all unique and cool and individual and they all stand out. But just one yesterday was like, I'm tired of like working for a a company that doesn't appreciate me. I'm tired of working around coworkers that are toxic and just don't care about anybody but themselves. And, you know, it's like people can relate to that. That's not a sob story. That's that's freaking reality. That's unplugging from the damn matrix and the messaging that society has given us all that we need to be good little boys and girls and go to school and get good grades and, and then get a nice little job and be quiet. Don't make too much noise because and you I, don't want, you know. Yeah.
1: I made a video about that and I, I can't tell you how much like hate that I got from it. And I it was just a video like, you know, I went to college, I got my master's degree, I became a teacher. I went out on interviews, I subbed before I got a job, and now I'm working this job. And like, that's, you know, in my parents' generation too, being like my my daughter made it, like we helped her make this like big life. And it's true, like that's that's a huge accomplishment. But then when you look back, it's like, but for who? And like, for who did I build this life for this? Cause this is not the life that I want. And I, and I made a video about something like that. And that there's so many people that came out and they were saying something like, oh, blame society again, blame this person again. And I was like, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying that I've had this realization where that's not for me anymore. Yeah. And, it, and it's okay if it is for you. But for me, it's, that's what's not for me anymore. And so that's, I guess, you know, that's why I'm here.
0: Yeah, and there's a power, there's a empowerment in, in owning that and saying, I have a right to complain about that if I'm going to do something about it. I can complain about whatever the hell I want to complain about. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about on this page. This is my page. If you don't like it, you can unfollow. But obviously you're watching for a reason because it's hitting some buttons. And maybe the buttons that it's hitting is the fact that you're still doing what I was doing and you're not doing anything about it. right? right? And it's mine.
1: And And that's why I always tell people that's my first thing that I say to anyone that says negative comments, which I've gotten a flood of recently and um i just say you are entitled to your own opinion you can think whatever you want to think but this is working for my family and this is helping my family so i'm going to keep doing this and that's it you can you can think whatever you want to think you're entitled to whatever you want to think
0: this is this is my you know life right now i mean it's it's uh my son's you know kind of hopping around over there on the on the you know Whatever gymnastics thing, my daughter's over there on the, the couch, just kind of hanging out, playing a little game while I do this. And uh, it is what it is, you know. I love it. I mean, it's it's. I've been doing this now for 13 years, and my kids don't know me. My oldest son is actually. He better be here. He's he's in the back still. Oh, no, he's not. Son of a gun! I need to check in on him and see what the hell he's doing. Uh, he works for the company though. And, um, you know, my kids don't really know me as having a job, you know, or they don't know that life. You know, they really don't know when I'm working and when I'm not. Besides, if I'm sitting here doing this and I'm like, you know, basically be they're supposed to be like in a different room right now, but they want to be obviously around me. And so they're just playing in the background right now. But, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a really cool life. I think once you sort of um detach from everybody else's criticism and expectations of you and i think that's where you're starting to get to does that feel like it fits
1: yeah yeah i mean and you know especially people who are new on social media like do negative comments hurt yeah but i almost feel like actually i like i said i've been getting like more of a flood of um negative comments and i said to my husband the other day i was like i kind of feel like i've made it like is that a weird thing to say like You know you always hear people get like all these negative comments and for a while i wasn't getting any and i was like and you know you think about um what is it engagement and that that's all i think about every single time i have those negative comments i'm like you're just helping my and it's you know moving on if you don't want to do then don't do it no one's pushing it down your throat
0: no exactly exactly and and there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are in lots of different niches friends you know what i mean so keep that in mind i mean there's This is. It made me think about when you said, "Is it really like whose dream is it?" Because I think, I think going like if you think back to a a generation or two ago, there was a lot of families who immigrated. I mean, that's how America. Like you seem like you're. I'm gonna guess here, you're from New York, right? Mm -hmm. Are you Italian? Yes. So you, yeah, Yeah. you you sound and look a little Italian. (laughs) Or a lot of Italian. I just you know, did, didn't want to make my
1: dad that. so happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, your father or his father, or whoever, probably did immigrate over here at some time and it was a big deal. And, you know, they worked hard and, 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 you know, them being able to pay for you or for them to be able to even raise you and you to be able to even take student loans, for God's sakes. And, and go to college and make something out of yourself was some, hey, hey, manja, manja, let's yeah. celebrate, right? I mean, so it's like that, but that is not really where we're at in 2023. Like now where we're at is what is really cool nowadays is to be working from home it's to be working on your cell phone. You know, what is what I say this, I've said this in my recovery many times over the years and this was told to me by somebody else. Hey, what's appropriate for one phase is not appropriate for the next. Okay. Is not appropriate for the next phase of your life or your recovery or whatever. Right? You have to grow into the next phase. We as a as people as sons as daughters need to grow into this new phase of where we're at and stop almost. We need to raise the bar because the bar was set by our grandparents and parents. And quite frankly, it's rather low. I mean, driving into a job, working for people that you hate you know being miserable b- barely getting by that is actually a rather low bar I don't give a damn if you graduated high school and or or college or what you did if that's how you're actually living as a result of all that work that is a pretty low bar it's time to raise the bar and you know what the cool thing is we have different resources than our parents and grandparents had right. they did have the information and the resources you, are you from, are your parents from New York and your family from New York? I mean, look, I mean, living, growing up in New York is, is, I mean, that's a rat race, man. I mean, that's, that's a totally different ball game in what, so your family's a farmer, your family's, I mean, no matter what your family did, Nowadays, we can work from a Wi-Fi connection anywhere in the world if you have the right information.
1: And And so when you tell people that, like when people ask what I'm doing, they're like, so you're doing like an Internet thing. It's so (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, I'm working for. Yes, I am. And and it's just like it's almost like stigmatized, like, oh, like she's doing one of those things. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. there's just not enough information out there and i've talked about this to my husband so many times like you know in school they take those courses where they learn about like different jobs but it's not updated like it's just, it's not an updated course like there's so many different things it's not like teacher doctor lawyer there's so many different things that you can do and like that's something that i'm like i need to open my kids eyes there's a million different things that you can do that could give you different lives that could give you you know i work a nine to five i don't work a nine to five i work from home i work you know different places and it's just it's not an updated system, I guess.
0: Well, and that's coming from an educator, a real educator. I mean, I guess I'm not yet a... I mean, I'm the dean of one of those internet things, right? And I don't even call myself the dean, but it's kind of a hilarious title, right? You know, I'm the chief bottle washer and dean here of this of this education platform. But you're a real, in the professional world anyways, a real... And you are a real educator from what I understand special ed mm-hmm. education, which is... Uh, challenge in in and of itself, even more so than, I guess, regular teaching, Um, not to minimize any teacher or any sort of, I guess you would call it frontline. I mean, y'all are like the ones who are raising our society. But what has it been like for you to go from all of that traditional education and being a traditional educator to experiencing the education that we've kind of put together here in Legendary? And what has been your opinion of this process?
1: So that was actually pretty crazy because it's, you know, when I went through the 15 day challenge, it was like almost every video like that I went through and I, and I zipped through it. I probably took the challenge in like five days. I, it was like just a mind blow after mind blow after mind blow and it changes your perspective and opens up your eyes to this whole other world that like you almost didn't know existed. And like then you know you you'll scroll scroll through the internet and be like oh my gosh that's what they're doing that's what they're doing that's what like kim kardashian's doing that's what all these people are doing and how they're making this money and it's so in the course it it made it accessible to like i don't want to call people the common people but like but people like myself who have no who have no you know experience us peasants,
0: us us peasants. peasants yeah
1: <laughs> us peasants out here so i was kind of like you know when i was going through it i was like i could do this like like anyone could do this you know And it really just, you know, it gives you the tools to understand what affiliate marketing, what digital marketing actually is, like, at its essence. And it's like, no one really knows that these days. You know, you scroll through the internet, you don't know. So, for me, that was, like, it was just super eye-opening. And, I, like, every day that I was going through the challenge, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I was just, like, you know, it made me – I would finish a video and be like, okay, that was day three. Wait till day four. And I was like, I can't. That night, I was like, back on, back on, back on, like taking notes because I'm a teacher. That's what I do. I'm like, sitting there taking notes. And um, so, you know, when it came time to invest, it was like a no brainer for me because I was just like, and you know, not to say that like, you know, investing is not difficult, especially when you're in a financial spot like I was, but it was one of those things where it's like, are you really going to pass up on this opportunity and then stay stuck?
0: Mm.
1: Like that was it for me. You can either stay stuck or you can make a choice to do something about what your situation is mm, wow. so that's that's what i did
0: yeah and i guess you can speak to this more than anybody else it's like not to minimize the investment of a few thousand dollars into a program however you have the experience of committing many more thousands of dollars to your traditional education i would assume unless you have scholarships But I mean, it's a significant investment, which is the only debt in America that's unforgivable inside of a bankruptcy. And I just don't ever remember being told that when I was 18, you know, and they were starting to kind of hit all my friends up. And, you know, the only questions that I really was ever asked when I was coming up through school was, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What college are you going to go to? And at 17
1: years old, they ask you that. At 17 years old, what are you going to do for the rest of your life?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the, you know, not to mention the other predatory um, sort of behaviors from credit card companies when they start hitting you up right when you turn 18. So, you know, it's unfortunate. A lot of times we learn these lessons a lot later than it's not too late, but you know, you've sort of got the pile of debt. You've sort of got the situation where you're it's, it didn't turn out the way that you maybe thought it would. And, you you come to that fork in the road that you just described, which is, am I going to do something uncomfortable here to to hopefully drastically change my situation or I'm going to stay stuck where I am? And now that I have the information, I can't really complain as if I'm a victim because I actually have information that there is another way. There's this thing called being an entrepreneur which is sort of the opposite of just being a sort of factory worker minded employee who just takes orders and never questions the boss. And, um, and I can use these skills called digital marketing. And so as you made that uncomfortable decision, and you took a a hard left there at that fork in the road and you started to go through the education. What was some of the limiting beliefs that came up for you? Obviously you made the decision around creating your, your new social media profiles, blocking people right off the bat. I think that was cool. And there's a lot of people that love that, but what other limiting beliefs came up for you that were some of the m- more profound ones and how did you work through them or how are you working through them?
1: I, I, I mean, I still have them sometimes there's like, you know, in the beginning, especially it was what, you know, it's like you watch yourself on video and it's like, you don't recognize your own voice almost where you're just like, Oh, that's what I sound like. That's what I look like. And it's like, I should probably get dressed for my videos because you know, influencers and those kind of people, they're always like all done. And it's funny cause like the videos where I'm like, my kids are all over me and I have like dinner stains on my shirt. Someone I actually posted a video. I had like dinner stain on my shirt. And some person was like, I had people, it's so funny, you have people from both sides of the room. You have the people that are like, oh, look at her. She's got like dinner stains on her shirt. And you have like the mom's like, yes, look at you, you know? So it's like those ones are the real ones. And it's you relate more with real people. You can't relate with like, you know, the girl who has the perfect apartment in New York City that posts all these like, you know, these things. That's not real life. Maybe it's her real life, but it's not my real life. And it's not mom's and dad's real life. so to kind of think about i have to remind myself of that all the time though so it's not even like oh i've learned my lesson i'm like you know i'm cured of my social media um i don't know what you would call it but it's all the time that you have to remind yourself that like this is your channel this is your business and you need to make it about you because you're your own brand Mm. if you make it about someone else and if you make it to be modeled against someone else then it's not your business it's somebody else's business and it's gonna be harder that's the thing is like so when I stopped looking sometimes I don't even look at people's videos anymore to get ideas and stuff because you wind up modeling after somebody else (laughs) if you just (laughs) if you just I don't know. Like, there's been times where my kids. I had one where my son and my my son and my husband were playing football after practice one day on the front lawn. I was like, "Oh, the lighting's so good. I'm gonna take a video." And you just put a couple words up, and it's just like, "This is my life today." You know, yeah. like it doesn't always have to be about you know what you're marketing. It doesn't always have to be you know what this successful 140,000 person account is. It's your. It, it needs to be you. I guess. Yeah. And, and I do still struggle with that. I don't want to say like I'm the almighty. Like I've cracked the code. But you have to think about like, do you want to keep being an imposter? Because that's hard. Trust me, it's hard. It's it's way yeah. harder to be like, let me get the right wording, let me get the right captions and all oh. that stuff. So much harder. It's easier to is- just sit on the couch at night, type out how you're feeling, and press post.
0: <laughs> you don't want to know how to deal with your imposter syndrome. Don't be an imposter. I just and I mean hard. You're, you're you just gave me that. I mean Wow, and that's the, I think what you were looking for to describe that kind of feeling of like, am I being a like, you know, how do I get over like myself or whatever? It's like that. It, we call that the imposter syndrome, and the way to get over your imposter syndrome is just don't be an imposter. Meaning, just be yourself. Just, just be yourself. Like, if you have to, this is the second or third time I've heard this in the last week where somebody said. I literally had to fo- unfollow some of my like affiliate marketing heroes because like I was in comparisonitis too much that every time I watched one of their videos, I would start like getting down on myself, questioning content that I was creating, ideas that I was having, start judging and criticizing myself. Yeah, just unfollow people, man. I mean, and you're. I
1: did best- that this morning. Like this morning, hey. I remember going to post a video and I was like, I feel like my content's been a little off. And I was like, you know what? Post it. You know, this it's my content. It could be whatever I want it to be. Yeah. And um, there's, you know, and then there's sometimes like too being specific where you'll look at like the great affiliate marketers out there and like everyone knows their names. And they'll post the videos of like, this was my first month, this was my second month. And in my head, I'm like, okay, that was my first month, that was my second, but I'm not here on my third month. Like maybe I'm just failing, like maybe I'm not doing it right. And it's like, no, this is your own, your own track. And it's like, you know, you can you can kind of compare it to like as a teacher, you spent. I spent five years in school, and then it took me months to land a job. I had an interview and interview and interview, and it took me months to even get my one first job that wasn't even my dream job. So like, yeah. to think that in one month, I'm going to be a millionaire, it's like it's not... If, if you have that mindset, you're probably going to quit.
0: You yeah. will, you're going to quit. You know it's, what else is hilarious is that if we had no success stories in this community and nobody to look at and watch. And we didn't have 810 episodes of Wake Up Legendary where we share people's handles for them to go follow. And then people, here's what people would say. Well, where are all the success stories? So you have to understand that human beings, as human beings, we can always find a reason to look at the glass and say, why is that half empty? you know, why is this, why instead of looking at it and saying, shit, I got, I got over half still left, right? And the same thing applies in our our community. If you're getting your education and you're getting an experience here in our community and you're, you're learning here to really be aware that, holy crap, there is a lot of people having success here. There is an incredible amount of inspiration i can pull from examples i can pull from full stories to connect to the curriculum so i can see it actually playing out in real life and that's that's a gift don't turn it into a curse right and there's so many different examples of how people deal with that comparisonitis on the show so many different examples of how people deal with that comparisonitis on the show. And I think you're yet another one who says, Hey, sometimes I just have to unfollow people. Sometimes I just have to block people out. And when I do, I actually find that my content does better than when I try to perfectly plan it out to sound like somebody else. And and then I and then here's what happens. Well, it didn't. It wasn't as successful as that person that I did it exactly like they did it. And it's right. like. But
1: yeah, because that- Instagram picked it up and said, we've already posted this before. Like, you have to know that the algorithm's smarter than you are, way smarter than you are. You know, <laughs> like it's a robot. It picks things up.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, listen, it I've done have it. Emotions. Have I it
1: Yeah. And I've done it. Like I put in the beginning, especially I was like, well, I'm going to do it the way she does it. I'm going to do it the way that person does it. But it's funny because, and you'll and you'll see as you go. There's going to be videos where you're like, "I'm just posting this because I haven't posted a third one today. This one's so stupid. I sound so. This is so dumb." And you post it, and that's the one that you're like, "This has thousands and thousands of
0: views." It's been like that for me um, for 13 years in this. All <laughs> yeah. of the all of the campaigns in the various ventures and even efforts promoting a particular product where, you know, I tried to look at somebody else and and I've done it all too, my friends. I mean, I've gone and copied people's stuff word for word and and tried to tweak a couple of tiny little things and say, well, this is bound to be a success. But the truth is, is that not only is the algorithm smarter than that, the marketplace as a whole is smarter than that. If people have seen the same exact video over and over and over and over again, and they see it now from you, you coming on the scene as if you're coming fresh, coming in hot, you're coming in cold and stanky. I mean, they've seen that before. So you have to come with something that's original and you know what you have inside of you that is totally original is your own voice, your own face, your own personality, the same thing that you hate hearing on audio, the same face that you hate watching on video all all of all of those things that and that's why i a- always say I that trash truck. the trash truck just went by i see that trash
1: truck you want to see it
0: i think it probably already went by no i'm sorry buddy it, it, i see that truck right now well it's it's already went by son he loves trash trucks man i mean like it's his thing I see Santa well. you want to see trash truck do you want to see it right now okay well i think it already went by have cc walk you out there
1: Mm -hmm.
0: See see if you can go catch it
1: i sent my guys upstairs with my husband i was like give me one hour They,
0: they, they love, he loves trash trucks. So today the trash just gets picked up and he probably just the trash truck go by and he he wants to go outside and see it. So this kid can watch literally on YouTube. There's like, this is the kind of like things that he watches. Just take him to go see if you can see the trash truck out there. Sit on the front steps or something. Um, There's these shows on, it's not even a show. It's just somebody went out and filmed for like an hour and a half, just garbage trucks going and picking up garbage cans. Real, real life, real life garbage trucks. And he just, he, that's what he likes to watch. It's just hilarious. So, talk to us about what you have learned about yourself through this process i mean what have you been reminded about yourself obviously we've also come out of somewhat like desperate and hopeless times there with the pandemic and then people going like yourself going back to work i mean just tell us like what have you know it, can be related to that it doesn't have to be i just am trying to encapsulate your story that you've told here and and which is so relatable to so many people because that's what america and the world has gone through over the past few years it's like um you know the internet's a scam and then it's like okay there's a you know the zombies are coming it's a pandemic go lock yourself inside and it's like oh shit i need a way to make money from home <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. it's like OK, well, now it's t- now you did all that. Now it's time to go back to work. And you're like, you're like, no, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm staying at home. I don't want to go back to work. I'm a to in and Instagram and all that. But what, what have you what have you learned about yourself through this process of um, that you either didn't know or that you had forgotten was within you, whether it is related to the last few years or not?
1: It's going to sound like such a well, like two parts. So I, I definitely went to, going back to the pandemic. And, and I will never take away from how difficult that time was for so many people. My sister was an ER nurse, and she went through a lot. Um, but those years home were like me and my husband are both teachers. So we we were home those years. And we thankfully we were paid through that time, which was, you know, I I will never take away from the that fact that it was so hard for some people but it was an amazing year for us we were locked in our home with our kids and it was like the first time ever as a family that we just it was just at that point it was just the four of us Mm. and we hiked with them we were outside on the swing set with them just present parents because we couldn't see anyone we didn't have the plans with our friends or our family or anything like that and it was just like, it reminded us so much, like almost like America has progressed too much that they haven't, you know, you know. and, and this is not for everyone. I know everyone's gonna come at me at some point for this conversation, but like it, just going back to the basics of like what matters, what doesn't. And, yeah. and again, we were paid, like we didn't have the financial hardships and things like that, but it was just, it really reminded us of just like how, like what is the meaning of your life? Like really dig deep in like what matters to you and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, And then going into like the business part of this, like what did I, (laughs) it's so funny because I'm, I'm not a social person. I never have been. I'm not anyone who would be on social media. And even my sister, my sister-in-laws will tell me all the time, like that's not even her when she's on camera. Like that's not even Nicole, like she does it good, but like, like I I can't even believe she would do that. And it's just like, I just feel like, I feel more now, like, yes, I can do this, you know? And it's like, in the beginning I was super, I was like, oh, I look so stupid. I look like I'm trying too hard. I look like this and that. And now it's just like, just post and go. And it's like, it's almost like a confidence and like I'm, my Instagram is my business and you have an ownership of of something in your life. You know, Um, like at my job, I don't have that. At my job, it's you have to be there at this time. You cannot leave until this time. Like this week coming up, I have Uh, i have on tuesday i have a superintendent like a conference after school and then the next night i have open house so i'm not gonna be home with my kids tuesday and wednesday and all of that is just like motivation to own my own thing and have ownership over my income have ownership over my time and that's that's my why of this whole thing and i can talk in circles but when i go back to it my why is like i I want my time freedom i want to be with my kids when they're little because eventually they're not going to be around and that's when i'll work that's when i'll you know do the other things but to have ownership of of your own job and your own income it's priceless there's yeah. no there's no price you can put on that
0: and i also want to validate you for being able to get paid through the pandemic because you know you you put in the work to go to college to take the risk to take on those loans, to follow through with that and show up for six years or more and get your master's degree, to go and show up every single day and spend time away from your family, to to earn the ability to be able to still stay employed during that pandemic. And thank God for the teachers who did adjust to be able to educate our children through that pandemic it was difficult. It was, it was, it was, it was a challenge, um, for, for a lot of different, uh, teachers for all teachers and all children at home and parents, right? Nobody, you know, this whole, you know, somebody has it harder or worse or trying to compare our victimness to each other is just so unproductive. Um, and also any shame that any of us feel, including you for, um, having b- being able to be paid through the, the pandemic was something that you earned. You put in the work to be able to do that, and you're the best of what America has to offer. I say that to all of our teachers, all of our nurses, all of our firefighters, all of our police officers, all of our, you know, a- anybody who's a frontline person who who we rely on, and who is overworked and underpaid. These are the best of what America has to offer. And it's just unfortunate that we can't get you paid the way that you deserve to be paid, that we can't get public schools the funding that they deserve to have, to be able to have more flexibility, to be able to do more um, combination learning, both in-person and also do some at-home stuff through Zoom or whatever it, it is. I think we did an amazing job as a country to get through that pandemic the best that we could. And I think that it just changed the game for a lot of people in terms of waking up to realize like you did, hey, I really enjoy this time being at home with my family. I really don't want to go back to the office. I'm tired of educating everybody else's children, but mine are the ones who have to suffer. um, And I don't get to spend as much time with them. Uh, it's, it's very understandable and relatable, and I, I, I want all of our teachers in this community and our nurses and everybody else to feel zero shame about uh, being able to stay employed during the pandemic because, you know, it was a lifesaver for our country, and it was a lifesaver for our children and many of our family members who were able to receive help during that time. And now we're mostly through that. And it is time for us now to look at our options. And you you don't have to be as much in survival mode. Okay, I will in five minutes, son. You don't have, we don't have to be as much in survival mode as, as we were now, right? It's the challenge really is getting back into slipping into complacency, right? Yes. Uh, right now there's, there is jobs that are available. As a matter of fact, in my hometown, businesses are shutting down because they can't get people to come in and work. Go Just figure. figure. Yeah. Anybody looking for work who wants a job, come to St. Petersburg, Florida. There's lots of retail and restaurant restaurants who are going out of business because people don't want to come back in for work. So, we have to be aware that there's a possibility to slip back into complacency now. So what are your, what do you now see for yourself? You said you bought some land, you built a house, things are changing. Your husband's also a teacher. What does 2024 look like for you and your family? I mean, what are you, what are the possibilities that are now starting to open up because you've actually followed through with this and are seeing results?
1: Um. So, it, it, you know, and I want people to also like understand, like it took me a long time to see results, which is fine, it's fine. You know, it's it's normal to have to work at something before you see results. And I think that that's what needs to be more normalized is if you're gonna build something, know that you're in a building phase and your building phase could be two years, you know? And so for me, it's just um, my, like, I guess, light at the end of the tunnel is that I am starting to be able to make comparable um, income to my teaching um career and i i i would like to be home with my kids and it's not to say that i would never go back to work and that's just my realistic you know benefits are great retirement's great all that stuff but i just feel like the years these are years are short and i'll never get them back so that's we're hoping for 2024 to at some point get to that place where i could just be home for the next couple years at least and just be with my kids and that's really that's that's my why your why could be different that's that's what i'm that's what i'm here for i don't need all the money in the world i'm literally just after time freedom that this has really opened my eyes to the possibilities of how i can get there i can't hear you
0: that's because my son was screaming <laughs> and i was trying to protect your ears okay um is if you could go back to the beginning and sit next to yourself and give yourself some advice that you now are able to give what would you say to yourself
1: i wish i would have started in january (laughs) i just wish i would have just like not had those like self-doubts of like i could never be on camera everyone will make fun of me like i'm i'm 34 years old and still thinking like oh what are people gonna say and i just wish i would have just gotten started because it's there, the course opens you up to not just one possibility for yourself. There are so many different, and there's routes that I haven't even explored yet, just because you know my time constraints with kids and working. But it's like you you can design your own business, really, like however you want it to be. And um, I just wish I got started in January instead of waiting all the way till April, because I, if I see like where my trajectory is going and how it's building, you know, could have been like five months ahead over there. Mm. So if I guess if you're sitting home, just like wondering if you should do it, if your why is big enough, then just do it.
0: Yeah. I love that. Karen says, Oh, me too. I was so namby pamby for months about this, like an idiot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Karen. Wow. Says it like it is.
1: Yeah. Everyone's sitting there wishing and hoping and like, what if, and I wish that was me. And it's like, you can't just wish something into fruition without having actionable steps, you know?
0: Don't wish for it, work for it. Don't wish for it. All right. Well, Nicole, it has been a pleasure. It's been an honor. It's been fun. Thank you for bearing with me this morning as, as my kids are are hanging out here and you fully understand that as a mom. I do. My little my little stinkers come creeping right back. I thought you were going upstairs with Cece.
1: No. They're waiting for dad.
0: <laughs> this 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 little monster. That's my man. All right. Well, um, you know, my best to you and your family. Uh, Enjoy this. Enjoy this time. Enjoy the fact that you are also setting a wonderful example for your kids and your family about what perseverance, about not settling for less looks like. You know, I mean, really taking the bull by the horns and doing hard things, pushing through tough feelings and, um, you know, making the most out of the time that you have. And really, they'll remember, you know, in five years, I. I always try to do this exercise with, is it going to matter in five years? And the truth is, is that, you know, um, me, you know, playing it safe or continuing to be miserable. Like there's certain things that will matter in five day, in five years or 10 years. Like, was I around a lot? Yeah. Mom was never around. Yeah. Dad, they were always working. Like, I can't tell you how many friends of mine said that. And I mean, I have similar stories like that of my parents growing up too. People got to work. Right. But now we have different options and there's a different there's a different story that our kids can tell in 5, 10, 20 years about us or our grandkids or just friends. Right. If you don't have much family can tell about us in 5, 10, 20 years, whether we were always working and whether we dedicated all of our time or free time or just our life to our job. Or whether we really lived our life and spend yeah. the time doing the things that we want to do with the people that we want to do them with, yeah. that's really the legacy that we have an opportunity to create. And I love what you said. It's not about a million bucks. It's not about a billion bucks. It's not about being the. Ri- it's not about keeping up with the Joneses or being the richest person in the world or driving in the nicest cars or living in the biggest house. It's about just being able to look back at my life in 5 10 20 years and saying man i really lived my life i really did it my way right
1: right and you know they notice too it's like you know i went back to work and my kids start saying well well that's because you're you're not here all the time and just like those little like you know the daggers of the comments that they make and it's they notice like the kids notice you know and whatever you know i've said this over and over again but
0: yeah yeah, they do. It's
1: about it's about their childhood. You know, it's about leaving whatever legacy you want. Maybe that's not the legacy that you want to leave. Maybe your why is different. But for me, Maybe. it's about like, you know, their core memories as a child. I want to be there.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll let you go and do that. I know hubby and the kids <laughs> are upstairs. So go and join them. Enjoy your Monday. Okay. And we'll talk to you really soon. Okay. Thank Come you. back and post it on your journey if you would. I will. All right. Sounds good, Nicole. Thank See ya. you. Bye. All right. All right, my friends, you can go and find and follow and, yes, even support Nicole. Please do so. On TikTok, she's at Nicole underscore the affiliate, and that's N-I-C-O-L-E underscore the affiliate, spelled exactly how it sounds. Over on Instagram, she is Nicole underscore the underscore affiliate, and Nicole is once again spelled N I C. O-L-E, Nicole underscore the underscore affiliate. And what can we do for each other? Well, of course, we can go and we can find each other's profiles. We can, you know, we can lurk and we can stalk and we can hunt, right? And, and that's human nature. Sure, you're going to go. You're going to go. And and that's one of the reasons why we do bring guests on and we do provide their social. So you can kind of see what they've been up to. But here's the most important part is that we can support each other. If you're going to go follow Nicole or any other guest on the show, that you can support them. How do we support each other? Well, if you see somebody out there posting a piece of content, you like it, you comment it, you can share it, you can do all of the things that help us to feel seen and validated and supported. And that's exactly what you do on the show for us as well. So I want to thank everybody who's left amazing comments this morning for myself and Nicole, particularly you know and this is great dean this was super valuable i really relate to nicole much appreciated this was awesome today thank you dave and nicole um you know thank you nicole this is exactly what i needed to see today today michael said thank you dave and nicole so much for this god bless you and all of us thank you nicole and dave thank you so much from heather thank you for sharing nicole from virginia um just thank you all for leaving such kind and generous and you know just thoughtful comments letting us know how this show and how this content impacts you. It's so important for us to be able to read that. It's so important for our guests to be able to read that, right? Because a lot of times our guests are coming on here very new to this game, in some cases having never gone live before, and that generous, compassionate, kind, uplifting, supportive, empowering comments and feedback that you give to our guests helps them when they go back and review those, which of course they do to, 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 to take that all in, it helps them to feel supported. And if you're ever on the show, we want you to feel supported as well. Remember, this is a show kind of for the people by the people, I guess. I mean, that's a pretty overused term, but it kind of feels that way because I can remember my very first time going on an interview just like this. Mine was much shorter Um, but it it was just so nice to be able to be recognized and validated. And of course, who better to listen to about your journey than somebody who's like on the same exact journey, who kind of just got, got started recently or got started the same exact way a year or a year and a half ago. And they're doing really well, right? Those are the guests that you see on the show, the people who are doing the exact same thing you're doing. Why? Because if you want to be successful with something, you have to go total immersion. You have to totally consume and obsess about that thing. And the reason or or the thing that is wrong with most podcasts and the way that most of us consume content is today we're learning about real estate investing. Tomorrow we're learning about balancing and growing investments that we don't have yet. Next day we're learning about multiple streams of income in the e-commerce world. Over here we're learning about mindset And really, the most powerful way to get successful at something is do it until you're great at it. And then you create a cash flow, cash cow business that then from that business, you can take the cash and then invest it in other things like real estate, like stocks, like um, bonds, like, um, you know, index funds and gold and silver and precious metals and collectible watches and things of that nature. And so get obsessed about this, go through the challenge, invest in the blueprints. Yes, I said, invest in yourself and know that obviously today you had a wonderful episode that's a great example of the show, but there's also over 800 more episodes where you can listen to other people just like yourself and just like Nicole, just like me. I got started on this journey 13 years ago and I've been doing it ever since. It's gave me a life way beyond my wildest dreams. But over 800 examples and episodes that you can listen to to stay motivated, get endless ideas, all on the same topic, not on 50 different topics. We teach the core four business models. What are they? They're the core four ways to sell information online, courses, coaching, events, or do affiliate marketing, selling somebody else's learn the business models, learn the core for it, learn what we teach here, go through the curriculum, understand it. That will give you the best chance to succeed. And my friends, as always, we'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. Get on out of here. Peace.